On this week's episode, Sydney joins us once again for a discussion on education, both public and elementary and middle school. So stay tuned for what we got this week. Welcome back to the Third World Podcast. I'm your host, Shaps, and I'm, I'm joined by Caleb. Oh, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> we mess it up every time. Every time it's epic. And our guest today is... Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Sydney. Sydney. Thank you, Sydney. Caleb's Did you look friend, into the camera as you waved? Okay. We had to make sure that was established. <laughs> if you're not viewing or if you're wondering what we're talking about, we have these shorts that go up almost daily, actually. Yeah. Um, if you want to keep in con- if you want to keep in in mind, you know, like if you want to remember what Caleb looks like, what Sydney looks like, what I look like, you know, I'm just kind of air. Um, just yeah, like, we're working on a design for him that way he can actually be in these shorts, be manifested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've touched on how you don't want to be seen in these, you know, in these videos. I, I think like, we did. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so welcome to Third Wheel Podcast, where you're going to be the third wheel in our conversation. Well, now you're going to be the fourth wheel because there's three of us. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Our we guests, have to rebrand our, our whole show. I think our audience has to leave then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clicking. <laughs> get, out get out. Get out. <laughs> um, yeah. We're going to talk today about homeschooling. And regular schooling. And friend dynamics. Why did this come up, Sydney? Tell us, please. As a suggestion, <laughs> I'm a teacher, so I, I talk about school a lot, even when I'm not there. It's now, you teach in public school. I do. Kay. Yep. And you actually, I, we, maybe we don't want to talk about what districts you've worked in, but you have hopped district to district pretty fairly recently, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, I've been in three different, so this is my fifth year of teaching. I've been in three districts, um, two different kind of grade levels, um, and also a variety of like big urban district, small suburban district. Okay. You know, what so. subject do you teach? Uh, so I currently teach science. Oh, nice. mm-hmm. Now you taught social studies though before, right? Yeah. So, so my first assignment I was fourth grade, science, social studies, and health, mm. and then that was my first two years of teaching, and then my third year was fourth grade reading mm. and writing um, and social studies, and then the la- last year and this year will be eighth grade science. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Now, how's eighth grade science? Uh, I love it. Never thought I'd say that in my life. Science was my worst subject growing up. Uh, it was science was the subject I wanted to be the I wanted to really like, but I just never really got there. I, I loved biology and um, astronomy, but mm-hmm. I couldn't get related to anything else. Uh, more like I loved everything else, but I just couldn't wrap my head around it. You know, I agree. Yeah. So like when I was younger, I had a real passion for like uh, I read that they had trouble finding ways to get rid of toxic waste, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to be the guy that discovers. <laughs> how to properly dispose of it. Yeah. And they tried all the things that my yeah. ideas came up with. <laughs> they, oh, they tried burying it. They tried... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first thing you thought of, burying it. <laughs> hey, t- teacher, teacher, <laughs> have you thought about making it go away? I didn't, look... <laughs> I didn't ask him because... Have you asked the mob? It was in the books, okay? The, the books we were reading said they already tried burying it. Why is that so funny? <laughs> you were not... like, you made it sound like I wanted to be the guy who thought of the brilliant idea that no one else thought of. Bury it. Well, <laughs> well they, they, they got crazy with it, okay? They tried to shoot it in space. Yeah. Didn't work. Futurama even picked touch on that. <laughs> yeah. Do they really think it was gonna work though? Like shooting it into space? It's not a bad idea. I think they were betting on the atmosphere burning it up. Sure. Sure. It didn't happen. Well, actually, no. I wouldn't. No, that sounds like a terrible idea. 
Okay, because now it's going to start raining on people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, they're just they're ter- they're only terrible ideas after they're proven to be terrible. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Okay, so as Caleb would know, little baby Caleb, you're a know. teacher. But before we get to that, I want to talk about. I wanted to touch on these chocolate frogs I had to purchase. So, so for an unrelated episode. Yeah. For, so you know, this is the aftermath of our last <laughs> episode. Okay, a bunch of dead chocolate frogs that we had to eat. Okay, I yeah. feel bad for all the environmentalists because we just took out some more frogs. Did I mention the price last episode? No. No. Okay, these were five bucks each. <laughs> these were not cheap. Okay. So fifteen dollars worth of frogs. Mm-hmm. But we got a collectible wizard card. See, Garrick Ollivander. I got the wand guy. Y'all both got Merlin. Bitch, very happy about that. You got matching cards. He is the most famous wizard of all time. Also a Slytherin. Just saying. He's a Slytherin? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's yeah, on, Potter, on Pottermore, that's... The, <laughs> on Pottermore, that's like the... Wait, don't cry yet. Merlin was a Slytherin, so you can feel a little bit good about yourself. <laughs> but he's evil. What? Merlin's evil, then? No, he's not evil. Oh, my gosh. Slytherins, Slytherins aren't are evil. Slytherins are not evil. Yeah, they no. are. No, they're, they're not. Slytherins are not... No, just the kid, all the Slytherins in, in these books are. <laughs> all right, so most of y'all know me by now. Y'all know that I don't like Harry Potter that much. I think uh, that's a level of nerdum that I'm not ready for. I'm not ready to embrace yet. Okay, I've been to Harry Potter world, but under disguise. Okay. <laughs> he had invisible cloak. I had my own pseudonym, just like J.K. Rowling. I went into <laughs> hiding. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sydney, I bought, you remember when I bought your wand? I got it mm-hmm. from Harry Potter world. Yep. And I was very embarrassed to walk up to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like... Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that makes me uh, happier than even the gift itself. It's like you were embarrassed to get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to, I had to one pop into the store. Would you like a comet or a firebolt? <laughs> and you're like, please just give me the, the stick. I want the stick. I didn't think to look for the brooms. Ooh. Yeah. That would have been worse to walk out with. <laughs> <laughs> it's like holding it. <laughs> like, oh, look at me. Wee. Yeah. I got the firebolt. <laughs> or what if I was poor and could only afford the Nimbus 2001? <laughs> oh gosh, you know? I'm a total rod. Yeah. So I had to walk in there, right? And I had my I had my hood on. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, can I get one of your ones? That's even more lame, Caleb. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what? Which one do you want? And it was very embarrassing that I knew which one I wanted. Okay. I was like, Which one is for a Ravenclaw? <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure which one that is. And I was like, oh, don't make me say it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear you. The magic won't work unless you believe. He's like, I'm not sure. Because they weren't, like, clearly. Were, was yours marked? Did it say Ravenclaw? It did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Okay. Because I was like, and you're like no. That's, that's going to be the, was it you? You would? I'll be honest, I don't remember the name of it. Okay. I just remember it does, it does say, like, Ravenclaw, and I was like, oh, that's thoughtful. Like, okay, he knows yeah. my house. And... Yeah, I think I'd ask you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should have been like, listen, I know we know nothing about the Ravenclaws, but, like, what is their, what, what, which wand is theirs? But it's, like, upsetting that he has to keep asking me questions, and I have to know the answer. I have to know some Harry Potter trivia. That's hilarious. To get the perfect gift was that for in, somebody. Was that intentional? What? Like, him asking specifics like that, or... No, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't Mr. Garrick Ollivander trying to figure out what wand worked for me. Okay. Now, what was kind of cool about Harry Potter World was like, if you had the wand, you had to stand in certain places and you could like do the thing, and then it would like shoot water out of something, so it made it look like you did something. With Dude, your that wand. sounds awesome. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So he acts like he's such a 
I didn't, I didn't do yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I wasn't the one. I mean, it's like really cool or whatever. But I would I have had to it. use. I would have had to be seen using her wand. Okay, Caleb. I, <laughs> Caleb. I think the fact that you had to disguise yourself is way more lamer than just going up and buying a wand. Like, you had to wear a freaking costume. I stand by my decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's way more childish than like just walking up and asking for a wand. <laughs> okay. The other thing I had to do when buying these frogs was like. So the first thing I did was I had to get three of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, you went to Hallmark for this, right? I did. I went to Hallmark, oh, and I Hallmark. noticed these were four ninety nine each. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed three of them, and I walk up to the lady, and she's like, "Oh, you throwing a party?" And I was like, <laughs> "With three of them?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have? Are you are you having fun with Ron and Hermione later? And she didn't stop there, did she? No. Okay, you weren't there, but I was, you know, I was like. I'm trying to keep it short. Okay. And then she's like, so I mean, what do you got going on? And I was like, <sighs> <laughs> please don't subscribe. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't even bother telling her it was first show. Yeah. Oh, no. No, I was just like, uh, I'm just hanging like, out with some friends. Yeah, are you celebrating something? I was like, close enough. You know. <laughs> was I mean? Probably. Close enough. Yeah. But I'm not sure. And she wouldn't. Quit asking me. <laughs> it's probably like this sweet, like eighty-year-old lady. Oh my! No, she was young. Oh. She was taller than me, though, so that was, was intimidating. She cute? You could have used that. If they're taller than me, I, I find myself pretty intimidated. <laughs> so. Oh man, you could have played off that though. She was asking if you were gonna have fun, like with chocolate frogs, and you'd be like, "Yeah, oh, I can buy an extra one if you." We're want. talking about Harry Potter. I wasn't gonna. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wow. Plus, if she was a fan, nobody likes it when you start trashing on their favorite series. You know what I mean? Harry Potter is a lot of people's favorite series. Yeah. Remember that time, Sydney, we had to do a Harry Potter marathon, and I had to promise her that I wouldn't complain the whole time? <laughs> that was the only stipulation that I would watch it with you. Okay. Was if you wouldn't complain. I only, well, I only understand that because, like, it can get a... Like, my gosh, Caleb has so many complaints. <laughs> right. And my problem is I don't quit talking while the movie's happening. Okay, so that... So yeah. it just takes the if fun. If it's someone who just hates it, it does take the fun out of it. I don't actually mind. Like, for instance, my favorite series is Star Wars, but I don't mind if people gripe on it. I actually find it half funny half the time. But people are hating it just to hate it. Like, man, they have a... Well, that's the thing. If someone's funny, I wouldn't mind either. Right. But, like, have you sat with someone who's just, like, no fun? Like, yeah, I've sat with people who are just like, well, Star Wars is stupid because... Star Trek did it better this way, this way, this way. I'm like, they're like two different. Well, first off, that's not true. Yeah, it's like also like they're two completely different things. Yeah, so it's like that's not a real complaint. <laughs> right. But like uh, someone who talks the entire time and won't shut up. And no, that, I hate that. Um, again, if it's like two guys just being funny together, like if they want to just be funny, that's fine. But like if it's a group of people trying to enjoy something, then yeah, don't be a heckler. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm, I'm a heckler. So that I had to be careful about yeah. that while watching Harry Potter. Honestly. So I did pretty good that night. Now, I would love watching you. I would love watching Harry Potter movies with you because I, like, I don't even like the movies. So. <laughs> it'd be so, and especially since I've read the books already, like, yeah. it'd be so much fun. <laughs> well, you don't want me to say whether I, I, I like the later films or not. So I'm mm -hmm. going to keep that to myself. Okay, gotcha. I have to keep those opinions to myself. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. But we'll get there. If you come back for book four, we can talk about it. Yes. So I'm thinking we're we'll have to split up the Harry Potter episodes in the two, especially with yeah. book four being as gigantic as it is. Like, mm -hmm. think of this, but times two. And we didn't even get to everything on that. Book. No, and I'm, I'm actually kind of upset. But I feel like we left out enough to where it wouldn't have carried into a new episode. Yeah, that's true. So I was like, ugh. But next book, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll split it up. Book five has so much in there that has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. So I think we could be more coherent, like, 
It's only talk about the first half, and it's only talk about the second yeah, half. Yeah, that'd be good. So, well, I don't know. Uh, are y'all enjoying the Harry Potter series so far with us talking about it? Yeah. Have, like, we, have we ruined your childhood? <laughs> are we improving not. your childhood? You're never going to change any nerd's mind. I don't know if you noticed that. It's fact. It is so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, if you like the prequels, you're not going to not like the prequels after talking with me about it. You know what I mean? Right. So. It's like this weird thing where, like, even if it's bad, people recognize it's bad. Not saying the whole thing, but like, if they recognize issues, they're go most of the time they defend them, just like yeah, without any real reason to. Oh, the worst people are the ones that make up something to fill in the plot holes themselves. Yeah, I got a little <laughs> bit of that last episode actually. <laughs> Wait, you mean you did? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> don't like me. I heard you say did something. You <laughs> about what? Yeah, what she uh, said. Like towards the beginning, um, I think I was talking about oh, I forget what it was exactly. Um, I have to rewatch the episode, but it was like something where uh, it wasn't clearly stated in the book. That's the thing. If it's not clearly stated in the book, I'm not going to speculate on the series. Uh, I missed that part, Sydney, where you're filling in the gaps yeah, or something. I, <laughs> I, like I, I have like gone to like a lot of different websites. So like mm -hmm. you're saying, like going different posts. Like I follow, I fo have followed for years, like tons of accounts. Dementors. That make... That's what we're talking about. We're talking about Dementors, and you were talking about why they targeted Harry. Oh, um, that was just pure speculation on my part of like. Yeah, sure. Maybe this. Gotcha. So yeah, if it's speculation, that's fine. But some fans will be like. No, it is this. this oh, it's is exactly canon why. and not really, yeah. It was because of the scar in his head. I'm like, oh, no one ever said that, though. You know what I'm saying? No, it was clearly established so that they were feeding off of Harry in particular. Yeah. Because he had so much food for them. <laughs> I guess. Well, I'm kind of. I mean, a little bit. I don't think no one ever, I don't think anyone ever actually said why they're targeting him. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Well, Dumbledore does say... I'm not the same thing. Okay. Dumbledore does say, like, he warns them, you know, about how um, Dementors not only, like, feed off of the people that they're going after, but mm. anyone that stands in their way. Yeah. And so, like, not that I'm saying Harry stands in their way. He but... doesn't. Um, he does have tragedy, but everyone has tragedy. Sure. So I'm like, I, I, I doubt Harry's the only one who doesn't have parents. <laughs> <laughs> how about Hermione? Uh, if anything, like, I'm surprised I didn't target Hermione at all. She has a wizard, or she has a witch mom and a regular dude for a dad right or yeah but like in the movies no but maybe the books are different she's a mudblood she is a mudblood yeah that means that she's entirely muggle born oh so she she her has parents are her dad's like a dentist oh okay so she has two regular parents really yeah oh, wow uh, you're right that is true mm -hmm. that makes sense because that's how lily potter was too harry's mom oh right okay <laughs> holy crap well, guys, fast forwarding to later in the episode. <laughs> All right, Sydney, let's go back more into our checkered backstory. Mm. See, we have a dark past that connects us and intertwines our fates. Okay. That's uh, very dramatic. Uh, very, very dramatic. A dark past, I see. See, I wasn't always the tattooed go happy guy I am today. Yes, there was true. a time, in fact, I was very blank. Okay, this didn't come until after I met Sydney. So, bad influence. Also for context, <laughs> I knew She's him. Horrible I knew him before this moment. That's true. You met me before. So, like, what he's talking about is like the in between, like the mid cool Caleb that I didn't really experience. I guess a whole lot. <laughs> it's true. I wasn't so, always this confident guy that I am today. This phase didn't. What he's talking about, I don't think it lasted very it's long. It's not just a phase, yeah. <laughs> okay, tattoos literally never go away. 
long time ago, I was down in the dumps. Wow. Okay. Now, granted, me and Sydney weren't really friends yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'd known each other and we hung out. We hung out in the same friend groups. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. But I'm trying to figure out how to say this without getting emotional. Emotional? I was down in the dumps and Sydney took me to get my first tattoo. That's true. Yeah. I was heartbroken after my last relationship. Mm. My heart had been scooped out with a spoon and fed to the... Did she have a cat or a dog? She had cats. Yeah. How do you remember that? <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. It just it, cats. <laughs> Sounds like a cat thing. Yeah. So she fed them to the cats. Okay. And on the way home, I confided in Sydney that I was thinking about unaliving myself. You can't say the other word here on YouTube. Uh. Okay. So we went... We got tattoos. We actually scooped up a bunch of her friends, too. We all rode to Denton, Denton Tattoo Company, and we got this nice little tree here. Overpriced, but still really cool. Yeah, how much did you charge me? Like $300, (laughs) wasn't it? It was like crazy. I was like, there's no way. So she took me to get my first tattoo, and then honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, fixed all my problems. (laughs) I felt so much better after that. Wow. This one, the one that says Inimitable, was her idea. Okay. Can you see? This was her idea. Also, the text, very well. Actually, no, you would disagree. It doesn't look like that one, right? Hmm? Is it that one or the other one? What? Yeah, I, I tried to get the font similar to the one you have right there. Oh yeah, yeah. And you were like, no, that's not it at all. It didn't look as good as that one. That one looks better because it has like a thicker yeah. line. But some very masculine, Caleb. Yeah. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to get a handcuff key to scratch it. I had to get in between the letters because it was so itchy. So. That's disgusting. It's very interesting. It worked. All right. So you got tied it up. Yeah. And, and then, so that fix. was my gateway tattoo into all the other tattoos. <laughs> I couldn't, you, you couldn't stop me after couldn't that. Couldn't stop. No. Yeah. yeah. And then like, he only went higher after that. And actually I consulted with her on this one. Mm-hmm. I was, I texted her, what should, you know, how big should it be? And she actually helped me pick it. But safe to say, I would not be here if Sydney had not intervened and taken me out for a girls' night where I got a total makeover. <laughs> and then you became a true man. That's uh, right. So on the air, I want to say thank you, Sydney, for saving me because I was in a very bad place. Wow. And the Christmas, she went home. She sent me a nice pair of socks. That was really and nice. And all you got her in return was a wand. <laughs> <laughs> she also got me into Hamilton the Musical. And true. all you gave her in return what? was a wand. <laughs> That's right. I owe her much more. You owe her two wands. <laughs> I have to go back to that shop yeah. and get another one? Yeah. No, I, well, not. now I'm seeing like why you put up with all of this. <laughs> That's a good friendship if you're just That's like, right. I'm I going to, to. Yeah. I, I had to put up with that. it. Why did I go in there and brave it for these frogs? Face the humiliation, the constant questioning. <laughs> constant <laughs> question? It was probably just... So, what are you doing with those? Uh, <laughs> well, you have a good day. Uh, stop with these questions. She's like, how are you going to keep these from melting? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> how are you going to keep them from getting away from you? Oh, my God, shut up. I know. She wouldn't leave me alone. She kept harassing me. <laughs> so sorry. Yep. Is it worth it? But, I, I don't know. Sydney liked them, so I guess they're okay. Well, well let me tell you. Because uh, I've been with him uh, on many adventures, and uh, he is the bell of the ball with these tattoos. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, mostly with women in their mid to late fifties, I would say, <laughs> most of the time. But he is a stud. Let me tell you. I mean, 
I've I've seen I've seen moms dragged away from him before. <laughs> you remember what's <laughs> Yeah. It was so great. Yeah, yeah, I forgot we went to State Fair We together. did State Fair, and she was, like, feeling his arm. It was, like, this old older lady, and the daughter came up. She was like, come on, Mom, let's go. <laughs> Stop out of here. I tell you, she's not the only mom. The, the, this other lady that at my, at my new job, she was like, oh, you got, you know, I got a tattoo, too. Wow. There was, like, this tiny tattoo that was, like, you can't really see. <laughs> You know, and I was like, we're not the same lady. We're not the same. Look at this. <laughs> Mine goes up to here. <laughs> and then she's like, oh yeah, I think my mom has that. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, anyway. it's so great. You get the attention now. It's true. I don't know if you want the attention, but. I wouldn't mind dating in my 40s, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Okay. Women get more attractive as they get older, so I'd be okay with that. Cool, baby. Unless Sydney disagrees with me. What? <laughs> Tell me what I feel. Sydney, what do I think? What do I feel? How do I feel about this? Do I do I get a woman or do I not? Am I off base here? Am I off key? I think it'd be really interesting. Like I don't know. Not that I have any experience with it, but it'd be interesting dating as an older adult with more experience, more stability, like more whatever. I don't know. It varies because I've dated older people and they weren't much more secure than me. True. You know, same True. pay. Mm -hmm. And she was still living in an apartment. <laughs> nice. So, you know, which isn't bad. You know, it's fine to live in an apartment. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, you know, okay. I got to be the breadwinner here. I got to start saving. <laughs> you heard it here. Was that sexist? Probably. It was. You know what, Sydney? You're the only one who ever calls me out on my sexism. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Someone's got to keep me in check. And this woman does it. But yeah. Hmm. I will say thank you for pulling me out of the dumps because it was bad. It was yeah. pretty bad for a while. Yeah. But we got through it. Mm -hmm. Those socks saved my life. <laughs> I just remember the first time like I saw them like pinned on your wall. And it's true. It's like, oh, I just wanted them to wear them. <laughs> socks. But this is okay, too. <laughs> I don't think you uh, went over these socks. They're Hamilton socks. Mm -hmm. the, the, but the Hamilton you'd see on a $10 bill. Uh, yeah, not not the one from the play. I see. So, did you see the the poster my sister in law made? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So cool. That was good. So, all right, let's talk about teaching. We've yeah. killed a good twenty two minutes of this episode. Teaching. Yep. What was it like moving from elementary to middle school? Yeah, so I can say things now, and like the kids aren't gonna automatically burst into tears, like crying. <laughs> like they understand sarcasm, and like I can get on their level with you know how I talk to them. I, I do a lot of you know your mom jokes, and they look at me like horrified. You're not worried about getting in <laughs> trouble for any of these? No. Like whenever you build that relationship <laughs> with the kids, they're not gonna say anything. They're well, gonna squeal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean when you build that relationship with the kids, like it, they don't see it as you're being offensive they see it as oh like you're getting on my level you understand my language like you're gonna give as good as you get like you know i mean I they do the same thing would have absolutely turned her in if i was a kid <laughs> like not even i joking. actually believe you <laughs> this not even a snitch not even joking i would have turned you in <laughs> i would have gone i was like best friends with the, the principal when i was in elementary school like legitimately do you have you seen that show recess oh i mean no not really You've seen Recess, right? Yeah. You've <laughs> Rand never seen Recess? Randall Weems. I don't think I was allowed to watch it. Do you remember Randall Weems? 
Randall Weems. Yeah, yeah. The kid that just like snitched to the old lady. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, he's like, like over. Over. <laughs> No, like if my te- if I felt like my teacher was <laughs> going down a dark path, Shaps. I would go to the principal and I, be I like, I need your help here. Do, my... do you think that was acceptable behavior? What? Sn- oh. Yeah. Saying your mom jokes? No. Do what? You, do, snitching on a teacher that's cool. Is it acceptable behavior? In my headcanon, it was. Okay, but is it now? I don't know. Depends. It's such a slippery slope nowadays. Yeah, that's a yes. <laughs> well, only, I'm only saying that because the state of like the state of like public learning right now, there are so many teachers who get away with so much that they shouldn't get away with. So it's almost hard for me to be like, oh, this is okay. This is not. This is okay. This is not. You know what I'm saying? I wish. I wish I could agree with you. Honestly, I, it's I feel, more of like I feel in, like the, you're in the focusing on the wrong in, things. No, no, it's more like in the idea that let's just play it safe instead of border. You know, being on the border. You know, I'd rather play it safe. That's my personal opinion. Okay, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that. That's fair. No one likes to snitch, chips. I'm sorry. Nobody likes the guy that tells on the teacher, especially the cool ones. See, well, I, I'm, a little, I'm more, way more confrontational nowadays. Like, I, I would, if I disagree with the teacher, I would tell the teacher. But face. you need to pick your battles. There are some things that need to be fought for, and there are some things that don't need to be fought for. You know what I mean? Hey, man. That's fair. What were you going to say, Sydney? Well, no, I was just going to say, like, I understand where he's coming from. And, like, as a teacher, I see other teachers, the way that they are acting. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not building relationships with kids. And then they are just being straight up mean. Mm-hmm. Like, anything that I'm going to say with, with a kid, like, we I have already established a relationship with that kid like nine times out of ten like I've met their parents I know you know mm-hmm. their background I'm not gonna say anything that's gonna like trigger them mm-hmm. into some sort of you know emotional outburst like you know it, it that is my personality is is joking is you know once we've gotten to that you know built that rapport then we implement this other stuff like mm-hmm. for the first two months of school I am they, I am a completely different person. I am I am yeah. not mean, but I'm very strict, very mm-hmm. much like I'm the teacher, you're the student. Like we do not we are not the same. But then after that, you know, once yeah. the relationship is built, See, it's different. Uh, does that does that put you at ease, Shaps? Do you feel better? Or do you still feel like I no. mean I still feel how I feel. I mean like Okay. I mean like in my like I just know like a lot of te- there's a lot of um I'm not saying anything against what you just said, that makes a lot of sense, to be fair. <laughs> I know that, and you probably speak into this as well, there's a lot of fear right now when it comes to the public education system, specifically between teachers and parents, um, that I hear about a lot. So I don't have any kids, so I don't really know how that feels, you know, to put a child in public education system or to teach, mind you. But I just know that there's a lot of stories right now, just like these parents who, you know, going after teachers or teachers just like doing things that are completely not okay. Yeah. And a lot more parents are considering homeschooling nowadays just for that and a lot of it also has to do with public education system being a lot more strict and controlling of what is taught um some may say the word agenda some may i was s- gonna say that, yeah. that that's nothing to do with like the teacher no, what i'm saying is it's well no let me so to finish what i'm saying yeah it's create a rift of trust between parents and teachers now sure and so what i mean is there's a thin line um, that can easily be crossed, I would say, when it comes to like how teachers are with other parents' kids, yeah. and it's going only getting thinner and thinner and thinner. The more, the less, tr- the more that the trust gets taken away. So, in my opinion, I always err on the side of safety. Just be safe. Play it by you know, like um, rule of thumb. 
but that's just me if I was in the situation. Everyone's different. So, yeah. Okay. No, I would not snitch. I don't believe in snitching, but I do believe in like um, preserving integrity. That's the thing. The, the rift you're talking about is more so like uh, people are so concerned about the left agenda being taught in schools. They're talking about the woke agenda, the, mm. the um, what, what's it called with um, teaching, uh, what is it? The race stuff. Critical race theory. Critical race theory. People yeah. are so concerned about that, which you would argue is not real, right? <laughs> I would, uh, what I, it, it is real. Critical race theory is real. Okay. Um, taught in post-secondary elective classes. Okay. Like they're. So you have to choose to sign up for it? Right. Okay. Nine times out of 10, that's where you're going to find it. Okay. That one time out of 10, I, I don't know where else. But. Now, if you've ever gotten a class schedule shaps, mm -hmm. they let you pick your courses, and there's so many you can pick from. They got tons of teachers for different languages. They got tons of different uh, electives you can pick from. There's so many options in public school for you to pick from, as opposed to when I was in private school, and there's like not a lot of options. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? so when I was in school, I didn't get those options. Right. Either. Um, and I was actually public schooled until like fifth grade. So yeah. that being said, um, this rift I'm talking about, I think it was a lot, I think parents were a lot more trusting of pretty much 90% of public schools back when I was in school, maybe yeah. before that. Like whatever the school wants, that is what you're going to do. That's what you're right. going to be taught. Homeschooling, the reason it's gotten way more popular is because people either don't trust the school system anymore or they just feel like they could do it better. In a lot of the ways they can. A lot of ways they can't. <laughs> um, I just know that the way culture is right now, my fear is, and again, don't take this as a like criticism. It's more like, my fear is it, all it takes is one student to, without context, go to the parent and say, this teacher said this. Sure. And the parent would take that way overboard or blow that way out of proportion and then like that teacher could get fired or called canceled or whatever like yeah it's so easy nowadays for things to be blown out way out of proportion because there's so much of a rift between trust it doesn't matter what they're mm -hmm. teaching the fact that there is a lack of trust essentially yes but so I, does that make more yeah so where's the line then because like should i think it's getting progressively thinner is what i'm trying to I, say i, I agree yeah. i agree with you because like uh, so no i don't think what you're doing is wrong at all yeah i'm just like on one hand, you got parents who should be listening to their kids, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, you got kids coming home saying just the darndest things. Yeah, know, and then the parents like, that could be blown out of proportion. There are some parents who are just looking for an excuse to get mad. You know, I guess so. Um, so looking like, for that reason to pull their kid out of school. Well, for instance, like <laughs> their parent, there are parents which I get it, even their kids, but like there are some parents who are like, I don't care about asking the teacher's side of it or the teacher's perspective. Right. I'm going to go straight to the principal. So here's the thing. I'm actually fighting against what I used to think. You asked me before, would I do that again? No, I'm not a snitch. I don't believe in going above people's heads to con to solve conflict. I should think adults should be able to solve conflict themselves. Sure. So so you go to the teacher with your problem. Yeah. That's, well, not even like with a problem. More like, hey, my kid said this. Just want to get your side of it. And if they deny it straight up, then I'd be like, okay, well, like my kid doesn't make stuff up you know or of course that's, i'm gonna believe my kid you know over the teacher even if the kids lie if, if the kid doesn't have a track record of lying you know assuming that they're like okay well now we have a bit more of an issue like what's your defense sydney you're the teacher here this so, angry parent has just come up to your classroom and he wants a conference okay with you. fair like make it fair like hey 
I saw you after school. I'm like, hey, could we connect sometime? Because my kid says something. I just want to clear the air about something. Yeah. So like nine times out of ten, whenever I have a situation where a parent wants clarification mm -hmm. on something, um, this last year it was cell phones. Okay. That was the biggest issue um, was, you know, like, why are you taking my child's cell phone? Mm -hmm. Well, th they're on it while I'm teaching. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that if a kid comes to me and is like, hey, can I use it in this emergency? Like, I need to get my lunch mm -hmm. or, you know, my grandma's not doing well. Like, I am not going to be some, you know, jerk and say, no, you can't right. ever. You're not going to be a snape, are you? Right. No. <laughs> I, I mean, but at the same time, like, our school does have a cell phone policy. Yeah. And my personal classroom policy is I'm going to give you two warnings before I actually take it to the office, yeah. which is what I should do the first time mm -hmm. because then there's like a, you know, a fee to get the cell phone back. You know, they have it's to almost have... like protecting them in a way. Like, so you, you don't have to go through the red tape and the bureaucracy of it. You're just like, no, no, no. Like my, my law, you know, my mm -hmm. um, individual law is this. And right. if you break that, then we have to go more federal with this. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, so, like, that would be, I think, my go-to as an adult now. Like, if my kid was having a problem, like, I would go to the teacher now. That's not how I was before. Before I was, again, this is little kid me, but even, I would even argue, like, a few years ago me, um, I would probably go, like, above their head, above the superior, you know, immediately and say, hey, this is an issue. But, like, nowadays I'm like, nah, that doesn't solve issues. Right. That only just causes more, like, it causes unnecessary drama, um, especially if you can just settle it on a equal level like at the very bottom of the bar um but yeah so did she handle it in a way you were happy with you were satisfied with her teaching abilities and her conferencing skills were you happy what was i happy well yeah. she just told you why she took your son's cell phone she didn't take my son's cell phone <laughs> my son Are you said your kid's not a liar <laughs> my son said that you you told him that his mom something i don't know what it was but let me tell you my mom my mom was a great woman, and his mom was a great woman. And no, so well, let me it, tell you. It she, reminds me. Um, she probably did say that because she does that to me all the time. It reminds me when I was a kid um, on the playground. Uh, kids would tell me your mom jokes, and I would start crying because I was like, "Don't talk about my mom." Shaps, I that think was you have very, other issues going on. That's I don't what think I was, I was about to say. I was also a very stupid child, but <laughs> being a stupid child. Who would go to their parents and say, they said all these horrible things about you. Well, what would they say? They said you're a mom. <laughs> like, yeah, kids are just stupid. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's perfectly acceptable as long as they explain, you know, like, what their meth what their uh, methodic process was and, like, why they did it, what the policy is. Like, I'm also very pro-policy. So, like, if that is yeah. the policy, like, absolutely. Like, I'm not going to argue with that. You know, sure. like... If I truly don't like it, I can take my kids somewhere else. Yeah. Like, it's not your responsibility, you know, to make me happy. Like, so, no. Say it again. <laughs> now, all right, Sydney, uh, we all know that teachers are underpaid. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. Nobody disagrees with you. Nobody, uh, well, I'm sure I, there are people know, like, that. I don't know who on earth disagrees. Or, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure there are some that are like, oh, no, it's your job. There always will be, but, yeah. like, sure. this yeah. is what you signed up for, you know. And it is. Like, it is. Yeah. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be, you know, here and say all these things about, like, well, I don't care about the money. Like, I got bills to pay, dude. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, but to give you a, a real, like, tangible example. So, we got a 1% raise this year. Oh, It's, no. like, whopping 46 bucks a month. And how much was inflation? <laughs> uh, between 2022 and 2023 was, like, a, I think, like, 8.5%. Oh, my gosh. So, um, that was our raise 
Um, but our basic medical insurance, which was like $100 last year, is now $127. Oh. So really, what did you get? So it's like nothing. I heard, I mean, I know a teacher, I know a couple of teachers actually, and they say that the kind of trade-off between the low pay is good pension. Is your pension at least really good? Um, to be honest, I'm not relying on pension or social security just mm -hmm. because uh, is it even going to be here whenever I'm however old I got to be to retire now? Sure. Um, so I, I, I do my own Roth IRA. Okay, smart. But... Smart. Because uh, she's right. Because mm -hmm. pension, they have access to. They can dip into if they need to. Right. Right. Am I correct in saying that? Again, I haven't really looked into it. I'm just not counting on the government. I agree. No, I, I agree with her. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's completely accurate, but yeah, it's it can change, definitely. Yep. I don't know if they can just straight up take all of it. I don't think that's how it works, but um, it is something that has to be invested, if that's what you're saying. Dallas PD had an issue with that where a lot of guys were eligible to retire, but there was no money in their accounts. So. Yeah, because probably there was like, because it's like, it's not like a bank where they right. put the money away. It's yep. an investment that goes right. up and down. Mm -hmm. So And it went down. Yeah. <laughs> Which sinks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, pensions yeah. aren't good. What about tenure? How does tenure work? How do you mean? Doesn't that work towards protection for teachers or anything? Um, I can't speak to two, like, the only two states I'm really familiar with are Pennsylvania and Texas. Which um, is where you're from, you're right, from Pennsylvania. Where I'm from, where I did my student teaching, got my degree, and then, you know, here I've actually been only taught in Texas. Um, as far as tenure, um, at least with where I'm at right now, we get one-year contracts. Okay. Um, and that doesn't really, nothing, how long you've been with a district, like, doesn't really, I mean... I don't think there's really a whole lot of benefit to it. Like, I think our five-year people got, like, a pin. Mm. You know, uh, I mean, it's nothing like... I get a letter every five-year increments. Nice. So I, I got my five-year mark at my current place of employment, and I got a nice little note. Did you uh, pin that somewhere? Uh, it's in my desk drawer somewhere. Nice. So, yeah, it was pretty nice. So cool. many people wrote talking about how much they appreciated me. Oh. I was like, oh, I feel it right here. <laughs> That's nice. I don't feel it in my wallet, though. <laughs> Could you have had at least a gift card? Yeah. A Hallmark gift card. Yeah, I got some frogs I need to pay for. <laughs> I've got frogs to pay, man. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so uh, that's why you're okay with hopping from district to district. I mean, yeah, there's that. There's the fact that, like, just like different districts have different appeal. Like, I, I told you, I was in a really large urban district my first two years, and I hated it because I was a number. There's 86 schools in that district. Mm. 86. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and so for me, I was like, I want to be somewhere like smaller, more of a community. And so I went to a smaller school, and then, you know, that has its own set of issues. And so now I'm kind of somewhere in the middle um, where, you know, it's not super small, it's not super big, and, and I kind of feel like I've hit a sweet spot. So, so what's the like average number of? teachers per school that you've been a part of is there an average or has it been drastically different every time um no the, the number of teachers is pretty much the same so depending on the number of grade levels mm -hmm. that will differ but um you know at the middle school it's like four teachers four to five teachers per subject per mm -hmm. grade so like there's eight science teachers at our school there's mm -hmm. you know um a little bit more ela and math because we do some more like um intervention work so there's like 10 there per grade and um so the middle school is a little bit bigger than the elementary, but the elementary is like four, four so or five classes. In per Texas, it's different. Um, in Louisiana, we didn't have like intermediate school, mm -hmm. and then like middle school. What was it? It was I think uh, the school I went to was like kindergarten to 
I want to say sixth grade all okay. in one school. Sure. And then like uh, it went up from there, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting because when I got here, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many different schools you have to go to. Uh, you know, elementary, intermediate, middle, high, and then like, uh, so that's four. Yeah, that's a lot of schools and just a lot of teachers, you know, to think about. Um, so yeah, I can very easily see you falling into that like number category, just like, yeah. how do I get noticed, you know? How does that work? Like, so say some teachers want to put in extra effort. Like, say they want to move up or make more of their career, right? Mm -hmm. Do you just teach really well? Do you have, like, if you're, you know, your passing grades, you know, are higher than the other teachers? Like, is that how it works? Or is it, is there more to it than just the classroom? So I I guess it kind of depends on what kind of... um... But what can you do as an individual, essentially, to move up a little bit? Yeah, so um, you can get a master's degree mm-hmm. in, in ed leadership so yeah. that you can get your principal certification. Um, and that's if you want to, you know, go into admin. Um, and, and honestly, it just depends on what your end goal is. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to be an instructional coach, that's not so much like a a, a vertical movement as mm-hmm. like lateral movement um, because you're just working in a different part of education. Sure. Um, it doesn't come with a pay raise either. <laughs> Kind of does because you're working less less hours overall, mm. um, and, and you know you can kind of like leave your work at work oh, yeah. versus like teaching like it's you take it home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think you know you can. There's coaching. That's a whole other side of it too. Oh, your coach. I forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. What do you coach? Yeah. What? What do you coach? Uh, so I so at the middle school level, it's you usually it's three sports. Okay. You um, have to do three. You will usually at where I'm at now. You do three, okay. and and then in our district, it's three. Okay. Um, so I, I'm volleyball is like my primary that I kind of oversee. Which she uh, used to play. Yes. Okay, so she mm-hmm. went from player to teacher. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty, anyway. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and then basketball, which I, is growing on me, I really like it. And oh, then nice. uh, track. So I coach discus. Awesome. That's yep. awesome. That's cool. She's yeah. very active. She has she does that so much. She has no time to hang out with us on weekends anymore. It's disappointing. She well, can't come to anything we do anymore. Didn't you know that part of being Kale's friend is you have to make him happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at yeah. least once a month. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, you get the frog. <laughs> but the frog is a reward. I like the frog. For me, it's a punishment. You get your treat for hanging out with me. <laughs> get a big though. And then he tells you how much he spent on you. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> you always pay me back. Yeah. So it's all good. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So um, what it, what is your end goal then? Do you have one? Because you, you got your master's degree. Mm-hmm. I remember that ceremony. We can only tune in online. So yeah, I met you. Limited tickets. Yeah. Which I didn't get. <laughs> I had family in town for the first time ever. That's messed up. So. That's wrong. I yeah. felt so kicked out. Was that because of COVID, though? They were giving out limited seating? Um, I also think, so part of it was because, so the that commencement was spring of 21, so kind of like we're still in it a little bit. Um, and then part of it also was just the space. There wasn't, it wasn't a very big auditorium. Okay. And they mm. also had the undergrads, so like everybody was together. It wasn't like UTA, for example, has like a really big... Like, yeah. they go to the stadium, they do this whole thing, so. Can I ask you, and then it's okay if you don't want to answer or if you are offended by the question, 
Do you think it was worth getting a master's degree for where you, you were working? Um, it is, yes, because, um, so it comes with like a, a small stipend, which I mean, it's not primarily why I did it. Um, I primarily did it because my, you know, goals as far as where I want to be, um, I still want to be like teaching for, you know, a minute because what is something that frustrates me as an educator is whenever there are people who are in positions of leadership yep. who were like, yeah, I was in the classroom for three years back in like 1982. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, teaching is very different in 2023 than it was yep. then. So um, um, that's a frustration that I have. So for me, like I want to make sure that I am teaching and that I know, you know, the ins and outs of the classroom before I get into that position. Um, So my master's is in curriculum and instruction. And so eventually like developing curriculum, um, working as an instructional coach, possibly going into like education law and policy like that is something that I would love to uh, go into as, you know, get older. And then like, talk about, try to rewind a little little bit, just so it makes sense. Sure. Um, yeah. So again, my master's is in curriculum and instruction. And so what I want to go into eventually, like this is what I, I need that as part of it. I okay. need the, um, <laughs> okay. That master, eventually I want to go into either, you know, instructional coaching, um, maybe like, you know, assistant superintendent of curriculum okay. and instruction, like leading in that way. Um, just because I am so passionate about, you know, having comprehensive, um, instruction comprehensive curriculum that's like going to set a standard for education like right now uh, you know I know that people are like oh there's an agenda like we wish there was an agenda we wish there was something that was more than just hey here's a set of standards that you have to teach now figure it out right you know um I very much agree there isn't a strong enough an agenda in public schools like everyone says Mm -hmm. Uh, what they do is they focus on the very shorts that they find on TikTok or YouTube shorts. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is being taught everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just I just don't agree, you know? And a, a big problem in church I see is they'll keep pushing these fake agendas that whatever offending party, you know, that they just don't agree with. They just pretend like, oh, look look what the other side's pushing. Look at so, this. Look at yeah. this agenda. And it's not there. Regardless you if know? you know it's real, regardless <laughs> if you agree with it or not, yeah. it's undeniably a problem. Because that's their perception. It has nothing really to do with what's fact or what's fiction anymore. Sure. Their perception is right. schools are indoctrinating kids. Right. How do you deal with that to the everyday? Because you can't just say it's not real and then move on with your life. Eventually, it gets so bad to where schools actually have to do something just because perception is that. Right. What do you do with that? So you as a teacher, like, I don't know if you have to deal with that ever, but... If you do, then yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, she sat in church before and texted me like, "This is <laughs> this is ridiculous." <laughs> like, and I think what's the most frustrating thing is that like, people don't ask teachers like yeah. like that. We right. are not a part of the conversation. They're just like, "Oh yeah, teachers, like you're over there." But like, our issue is with you know the educate like education as if it's like this big monster mm-hmm. you know lurking right. you know in the closet or whatever, mm-hmm. and so. You know, passing a microphone to teachers would be so informative. Like, you ask a teacher, like, what the problem really boils down to is that the same people who are perpetuating this, like, there's an agenda, all teachers are, you know, Mm -hmm. like, after our kids, like, you know, with, you know, sex education or, or, you know, whatever it might Mm be. Um, Because there's, you know, no shortage of hot topic issues in education today. I don't know if you've, you know. 
But like they don't ask teachers. They don't like sit down and say like, hey, I, you know, what is really happening? Well, on that as well, I'm sure. You, I mean, it's the same way with, probably with cops. Like you have some really bad teachers that go to TikTok or social media 100%. and they make it way worse. Yeah. yeah. They kind of almost spread that false narrative for no reason, and they sure. make it worse for everyone across yeah, the board. I agree. So, okay. yeah, um, it's just the it's just a problem with perspective and just social media. I think like that's ruining both sides almost. You know, so sure. it's it's a, there is definitely I can't deny there's definitely like a rift in trust, but like it's unwarranted because it they didn't need to be that way. Like no. I'd much rather talk to the teacher for, in person yeah. if I had an okay. issue or if my child had an issue than going to the, the school board, you know, or going to the principal <laughs> or taking my kid out because of one bad thing, which, right. you know, kind of what happened to my parents with my, me and my parents. But, right. yeah, so, um, well, my heart goes out to you guys, <laughs> definitely. I've already, So even though, like, I didn't really like school growing up, mm-hmm. I've grown to really appreciate the good teachers. Sure. Um just like cops, you know, like there are a lot of bad ones, but there are also a lot of good ones. And there are a lot of people who like will actually put things in your head that will really carry on. So sure. I had a really, really terrible um, experience with a teacher one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of like harpened my view on teachers and as a whole, I think my, my, my whole life. But I remember the really good teachers as well. My favorite one was a music teacher, actually, mm-hmm. in the third grade, which is the reason I love music. And I don't yeah. like actually do music. I just appreciate it so much because she was so passionate about it, and I loved how she shared her passion. Mm-hmm. Didn't force it. She shared her passion. She you just explained. had a crush on her. She was not. No, <laughs> she was like grandma age. <laughs> so it was more like it was more like wow, like me as a kid, like who's not who's still trying to figure out what my interests are. Sure. Hearing an adult just be so passionate about something, it made me want to appreciate that. Um, and she didn't really just play music, and that wasn't what it was. It was listening to music sure. that she was passionate about. And that's when I started like falling in love with music. And she taught me how to, so was something I do today, she taught me how to think while I'm listening. Mm. Not just about what's being said, but what you see. Absolutely. Um, so nowadays, when I, I do a little bit of creative writing, and I always listen to music while I write mm-hmm. because of that, because sure. of her. So I'm like... Uh, Miss Rosetta, I think her name was. Um, oh, yeah, she I, doesn't sound attractive at all. She Miss wasn't. Rosetta. Ouch. She wasn't. <laughs> no, I was attractive to my... Um, all right, we'll have to get into that. <laughs> no, just saying. There was a college student. She was like my counselor, court, sort of, but like, yeah, just saying. You, you didn't have to just say that. <laughs> that was unnecessary detail. Sorry. She popped in my head. I was like, Careful yeah, if your chef's his teacher. He's probably crushing on you. I wonder what she did. No. So, yeah. Um, I also had this great teacher named Miss. I also had this great teacher named Miss Young, mm. who was just like my great. She was the opposite of the old teacher you were just talking about. Opposite? I wouldn't say opposite, but she was very different. But it, she kind of helped. So I'm a very much. I very much um, appreciate order and hierarchy and just mm. following the rules. Right? She appreciated that. Like she very much was like very kind, but also kind of strict. It was like the first like strict uh, school authority in my life. Yeah. But I saw the good fruits of it. True. Um, and it actually helped me get better. And she like liked me so much. She had a picture of me like on her desk. Uh, I found I found out the next year, and she was really sad to see me go. I was like, oh man. And then like she moved up a grade, and she was like, oh, I only moved up because of you. I mean, she was lying, but I was like, I felt special about that. You know, like it's kind of creepy. <laughs> Am I crazy, Sydney? Okay. I what? think it's it's all in the delivery, like. 
I can totally see that being a totally kosher conversation. Like, <laughs> like I would, my last group of fourth graders, I would have looped up with them in fourth grade had I not had the opportunity to, to teach and coach. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, I mean, they were such good kids. I, you know, I loved them. I loved their parents. Like, mm-hmm. we just had a really good classroom community. Now, so. my fourth grade teacher ruined it all for me, unfortunately. I'm but. so sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute, you teach fourth grade? I did. Did you ruin his life? No. I came this way lady was a Christian. <laughs> Oh, I want to bring that up, Sydney. So how come you as a Christian have chosen not to teach in a private school that is run by Christians? Yeah, I get this question a lot. Um, and it's a good question, I think. It, it, it is. Um, and I think I, I wish more people would actually ask that instead of saying, it, once they find out I, I teach in public schools and being like, oh, I'm how so sorry. Do, how like, can you do that? Like, yeah. you're so brave. Like. I'm just doing like I'm doing my job there every kid everywhere needs a good influence in their life right um I have always been called to public schools I have been both a public and a private school student um so I've seen both sides of it um and while like I would totally be fine teaching in a private school that I just personally like feel like my where I am supposed to be is the public school right okay Um, that's a very satisfactory answer that's good. Do you feel like that public is more competitive or less competitive than private school? Any teacher? How do you mean? I know you have to sort of, you can't just sign up to be teaching at a private school, right? You sure. have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's something you have to probably work towards, I'd imagine. And also moving up, um, sort of getting the right classes, getting the right hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so in public school, do you find that you have to compete with teachers ever or to get noticed or to get certain classes or how does that all work um i i think like how do you choose like i know you don't really Mm -hmm. get to choose everything but you get to choose kind of what you get to teach sometimes right um so i so the science that i teach we have two levels you have Mm -hmm. on level science and then you have honors science yeah um, and so the two teachers that do have those honors courses, mm-hmm. you know, have been there longer, mm-hmm. have more experience teaching. And so it makes sense that they would teach sure. the honors classes. Okay, so it's more by merit and... Sure. Okay, hours. I get it. Cool. Why is honors easier than regular classes? Behavior. Behavior, um, behavior, behavior. Like, you're not, you're, you know, um, at the, on the on levels, you're, you're not just dealing with... A, you're dealing with a really wide range of like intellectual capabilities. And part of that too is is emotional. So like if a student is really, really low academically, they might be more prone to act out in class because they don't understand and they they don't have that coping skill to say, hey, I don't understand, can you explain this again? Um, and so they just, you know, talk to their friends or, you know, pace around the back of the classroom or ask to go to the bathroom 50 times a day, so, you know. So another question I have is with mental health being so prominent in our culture sure. now and everyone's an expert as you know right 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 um tiktok tricked me into buying a bunch of stuff to tape your mouth shut when you sleep and you yeah. breathe through your nose yeah i think we i think you mentioned that what was it last week or, yeah it's fake yeah. it doesn't work i woke up with worse headaches than ever <laughs> in my life. so yeah everyone's an expert as you can see yeah. uh <laughs> so with it being so sensitive nowadays i know you're not well i don't know actually with your year sounds like it's for it's like that's where like it starts right with mental health you know like either breakdown or succession um how do you respond now to kids who are showing signs of just 
I don't know if you see breakdown a whole lot, mm -hmm. but do you see more of that now? Or do you think it's still like only one or two kids in your class maybe who have issues mentally or have social, um, social conflicts or they're, they have a lot of trouble communicating, you know, because when I was in school, they didn't really, they weren't like looking for that. Sure. The teachers weren't saying, oh, that kid has issues here. Let's get him tested for some things, or you should get him tested for some things. It was more like, okay, let's get a, we're gonna put you in this corner because you have trouble with like sound or whatever. So we're gonna put you sure. in this corner away from everyone. Um, that was essentially the solution. Is that mm -hmm. different now? So say a kid is, has really a hard time just communicating and being cooperative sure. um, in the classroom. Yeah, um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that teachers are kind of this first line of defense for recognizing. Right. Um, things that are not neurotypical mm -hmm. um, or developmentally, you know, normal for their age group. Mm -hmm. um, so as somebody, you know, like we all have mental health, mm -hmm. regardless of whether, you know, there is something that's abnormal or whether it's, you know, perfectly typical, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, you know, whenever I'm in the classroom, I'm, you know, I, there are obviously students that come to me mm -hmm. who already have, you know, whatever labels it might be, ADHD, autism, mm -hmm. you know, um, emotional disturbance, like whatever, whatever it is, they come to me that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have students on the other hand that have fallen through the cracks. Maybe yeah. they've, you know, gone between districts or, um, you know, parents haven't signed documentation, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. um, so me as a teacher, I'm constantly documenting. Yeah. I mean, it is like all day kind of this running record of, you know, this student responded this way to whatever antecedent, you know, it was, you know, I, maybe I, I opened the blinds and then they went crazy, you know, as so an example. common consensus for me, based on people I've talked to, is that they had very similar experiences where the teachers just wouldn't do that. Here's sure. the thing, that was my perspective. They could have well, very well been documenting things I didn't realize. Sure. So, do you, I mean, I know you have, you haven't been in school for as long as I was in school. You know what I'm saying? Like, you haven't been there for 20 years, 20, 30 plus years, Correct. right? So you can't mm -hmm. probably tell me definitely, you know, what has changed. Sure. But have you been, how, do you know if it's more prominent? Have you been trained more in certain areas um, that you probably w didn't think you were going to be trained in uh, concerning like mental health? Or I'm trying to figure out whether or not it's always been kind of the same standard or if there are more precautions or less precautions nowadays. So I would say that whenever I was in my, my junior, senior year of high school, mm. I would say that that's whenever kind of the language started mm. to become more commonplace in school, yeah. so much so that I as a student recognized it. And so I that see. to me sees like, okay, the teachers are also talking about it. Gotcha. You know, part of my background is special education. Mm. So with that comes more training and recognizing different behaviors mm. and abnormal things that are happening. But we are definitely, we do have district-wide mental mm. health training. We do have district-wide initiatives that do like go towards tracking where students are able to um, actually log in and record, hey, how are you feeling today? Mm. Um, and this has actually saved several kids' lives. That's interesting. I didn't see that at all. So that's mm -hmm. actually really cool. Yeah. So um, definitely increase in what's been happening um, as far as mental health initiatives um, in school. But it's not to like, you know, I think that's another thing that's been, you know, kind of this hot topic is mental health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people are like, you know, like that's a, it's up to me to educate my kids. And, you know, we're kind of over here as teachers like, well, if it was up to you to like 
what have you done? Right. Your, your kid has no coping skills. Like right. they cry as right. soon as they get anything less than 100%. So a lot of parents will deny that there is anything wrong with their kids. And then 100%. you as a teacher yeah. can't do anything. Like just... Oh, I just, I mean, and that's the part where documentation comes in. Right. It's like, I've, you know, I've learned the hard way mm -hmm. that like you have to keep track of every single thing that happens mm -hmm. in the classroom. Um, because whenever you ha come and you say like, hey, like you should get your child tested for X, Y, Z, the parent's going to deny, deny, deny. Right. But if you've been observing these things and you've had, you know, a, the diagnostician come in and also mm -hmm. observe those things, yeah. then it's like, it comes down to the parents just denying their kids services that, that, that could you know, help them in their education and right. just in life in general. So, yeah, guys, that's all the time we have for today. I apologize oh, for sad. cutting it short, but that was a very good discussion, I think, on mm -hmm. education. Sydney, thanks for coming on. Thank Did you, you for educating us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very, I'm a lot smarter now than I was before we started. <laughs> Thank <Good>. you. <laughs> I was like that guy, and now, yeah, no. now I'm like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun, Sydney? Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I knew it. You <laughs> should like it. Have we ever had a bad experience yet? I don't think so, but I think she's higher up on the guest tier list than some other people we've had. Not pointing any fingers, and I'm not going to say any names, but wow. you know who you are and how much wow. I hated interviewing you. So oh, I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about now. Yeah, you yeah. think about that. Yeah, let it stew. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.